Welcome into another episode of Miked Up with Mellow and Big Country presented by Mid-America RV. Why work from home when your office could be in Yellowstone? 2021 will be the year to rediscover the outdoors. Mid-America RV is your gateway to adventure with their diverse selection of travel trailers, fifth wheels, teardrops, and toy haulers. They have the right size RV for any vehicle, all covered by their exclusive RV warranty forever. Game days, remote work, getaways, and family vacations are all better in an RV from Mid-America RV. Experience travel like you never have before. Find out more at midamericarv.com, and we have a great show lined out for you today. We'll be talking a little bit about the NFL, the news going on in that league, a little bit of college football. Uh, Like yesterday, multiple people just decided to transfer, so we'll get into that. And segment three, stick around for Big Country's power rankings of the NFL. And uh, a lot of comments were made on that in the old group chat on the power ranking. So can't wait to get into that later in the show. I this was not, not from a group you. chat that I was nope. a part of. Yeah. No, they know who they are. They're listening. I would have to watch the TikTok. <laughs> that <laughs> too. Yep. Yep. Really appreciate it. On it. Yeah. Um, like, hey, uh, what'd you think of the TikTok? You know, I'm new. I'm new to it. It's kind of difficult. Figured it out. What's the Austin Seaham is your TikTok? Yep. I can't get big country. I, I, can't, I don't want to throw in three underscores. It it's, honestly, I, I just lied to you again. I'm not going to. Yeah. I, but I'll talk to you about if it If it comes today. across your For You page, that's awesome. I didn't, I didn't. But I'm also not shaking anything or dancing, so I that's might not. That's probably why you're not on yeah, mine. Yep. Yeah. You're probably going to have to throw a bikini on to get on my For You page. God. That's just it's the algorithm. It's not yeah. my fault. It's the algorithm. There are some. It's the math. pretty woman out I didn't the TikTok much yesterday. You put out the video yesterday, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't TikTok yesterday. Went to dinner uh, with the fam. Yep. So I didn't. But we'll talk about that today in segment three. <laughs> I have a feeling today is going to be just a weird, weird. No, no, not when we're on the mics. Yeah, yesterday when, you talked about coon hunting. For <laughs> nah, I talked not about even the, hunting, not yeah, even hunting the results aspect. of coon hunting <laughs> and then just being in the freezer. It is the first day of fall, though. And that is probably why I'm in a weird, goofy mood. Uh, cause I, I love this stuff. Did you have your windows open last night? Oh, hell yeah. Dude, I, I opened like all of mine and I woke mm-hmm. up and I had a little like, chill. I was like, oh. <laughs> I just snuggled my blanket a little more dog and fell back asleep. Yeah. Oh, it was amazing. What was that noise? Oh, yeah. It felt good, didn't it? Amazing. Yeah. You know who doesn't feel good right now is Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, I feel like anytime a quarterback gets hurt, Ben Roethlisberger has to come over the top and be like, Hey, wait a second. I'm hurt over here too. <laughs> like, yeah, Carson wins, but like. My pack is pretty sore. I haven't heard Dan Patrick talking about it this morning, uh, like different instances with Ben Roethlisberger, where he would do media and be like, yeah, well, you know, my ankle's real sore. It's hurt from this. Or he would just go out and tell media members. Like, you don't have to read the injury report with Ben <laughs> Roethlisberger. He just tells He's you. going to tell you what on his body is kind of sore, and he's going to turn it into being hurt. This time it's his peck. Uh, I just I'm so over the Ben Roethlisberger injuries. It was funny like five years ago, four years ago. Now it's just stupid and annoying. Well, I mean, at what point are we going to see him in a boot? <laughs> right, because of a hurt pack. Yeah, is he in like a, an arm <laughs> sleeve? I don't. It's probably not. He probably does it so he doesn't have to practice during the week. He's like, man, screw this shit. My pack hurts. I I ain't doing. He's it, probably coach. back on his bullshit. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. How is he going to hurt that pack? Let's go through the browser history, bub. <laughs> what you've been doing? That's on the off the first time. thing Steelers do. Like, oh, okay, you you hurt your pec muscle, huh? 
You're gonna I need bet to turn over the, that uh, tablet. I bet <laughs> Bring it's not me the that church Microsoft service. tablet. <laughs> <laughs> I guarantee you it's not that church service you missed on Sunday. But he is he's hurt once again. I, I don't know. He's probably not going to miss any games. This is just typical Ben Roethlisberger. How would you hurt your peck as a quarterback, man? Like Your peck should be used to throwing the football like this. Yeah, especially when you're 40 years old or whatever he is. He was, seems like was he's this older year than best Tom shape Brady. of his life, or was last year best last shape year? Well, there was a picture of him where he's lost some significant weight. Is that's Ooh. what everyone said? And you see another picture. And I was like, you guys just got about a good angle on the first one. Yeah, like you got him nipple high. Everyone looks great nipple high. But I I also remember pictures of Eddie Lacy a long time ago. Man, when he first started to get a little chunk. And everybody said, like, no, it was just a bad angle. Like, look, here's another picture from the same practice. Mm-hmm. And so they fooled us. It's like everybody thought Eddie Lacy was fat. And then they released another picture. And it's like, oh, no, he actually he still looks good. The second picture was the lie. Yeah. They'll get you sometimes. <laughs> he got huge. Yeah, he did. I haven't, I haven't seen him in a minute because well, he hasn't been around. But, <laughs> I mean, he literally just – Ruined his career because I love hey, Louisiana no, no shame. cooking. No Is that shame. where it was Some, from? Sometimes people gain some weight. It's like it's not even a big deal. Oh, yeah, deal. The gaining weight thing's fine, <laughs> but it's like when you're getting paid millions of dollars, when they give you a signing bonus to lose weight. And you oh, yeah, still when you have that in your contract. If someone was like, like hey, I'll, give you, much. I'll give you $500 to lose like 50 pounds. Uh, when do I start? Right now? Cool. I'm going to go run 50 miles. Absolutely. I think it's probably harder than you think. I mean, I definitely now could they lose are definitely more getting pounds. more than five hundred dollars. No, five hundred thousand. Oh yeah, or like, even like sometimes it'd be like fifty thousand. But like when you're already making millions, it's like yeah, I could do that, or I could play Madden. Yeah, but it's like <laughs> if I'm getting five hundred thousand to lose weight and I'm getting paid millions to play, I would hope being that you in could. shape, mm-hmm. I would make even more millions. Yeah, I would hope so. that would be my mindset. But I still think it's maybe that should have been it when I was growing up and playing ball. But <laughs> yeah, another guy that are. says he's still in shape. I don't know if you saw this one. Uh, Robert Griffin the third RG three mm-hmm. comes out and says he's ready to go if Washington calls him, needs him. Just like he um, ran that four two forty yeah. whatever. Hey RG three, they ain't gonna call. It's not happening. Buddy. We saw your knee go the other way <laughs> multiple yeah. times. And how about this one? You were on the Ravens last year. You weren't good. No, I feel like sometimes these guys retire, they get cut, and we start talking about them. You know, like Cam Newton last year. It's like I remember when you played. I didn't forget. Yeah, people don't forget. It he he wasn't good. So like, why would they call him to be a backup? Because you're not coming there and taking that starting job from Heineke. No, like he was good enough last week, and I don't even think he was like good. He was good enough last week that yeah, I'm not calling RG. And they won, so it's. Yeah, thank you, next. Like, Cam Newton, RG3, like, everybody's trying to get that Washington job for some reason. I think they're good. Or at least... They're fine for right now. Like, you don't want Cam Newton coming in and getting injured. And plus, he's already been with Ron Revere, so he knows how that experiment Mm -hmm. goes and doesn't want to deal with it, or maybe he does, and it's just... Or it's the, hey, Cam Newton is not the guy that he once was. You're not that guy, pal. And we can all agree with that. RG3... Your knees are shot, man. Yeah. Like, even when you were in Baltimore, I think, didn't he get hurt when he did come in and play? I think so, because we saw a little bit of Trace McSorley last year. Yeah, I don't want to feel like I'm making that up, but I feel Mm -hmm. like he was dealing with another type of lingering injury last year. I mean, that seems to be the case with him. I think the only time he came in was because 
it was the poop game. Lamar Jackson left, and then Trace McSorley came mm-hmm. in, and I think he got hurt, and then it was RG3. And then here comes Lamar Jackson again after his poop, cleaned up the pants, comes in and throws a touchdown, and they end up winning the game. Yeah, she was a Cleveland Brown in 2016. I did not remember that. Yeah. RG3 was, not yep. Trace McSorley. He's new to the game. Yep. Um, yeah, he came in. Um they played a little bit. Went eight of fourteen last year. Playing with the Ravens was not good. Four, no touchdowns, two interceptions, fifty percent, fifty-seven percent completion. And you want to come take the starting job at Washington? Yeah. Okay, brother. You know what? So do I. <laughs> you know, yeah. the Washington football team needs a really bad quarterback that can throw a lot of interceptions. I can do that, no problem. <laughs> What's up? Can I throw the NFL-sized football? Probably not. Do we have one? Give me garbage and give me 20 yards. I wonder how many times I can hit it out of 10 throws. Uh, How far? 20 yards. I'm going to say once. Once out of 10 throws? For 20 yards? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Are you lobbing it up there or are you putting some steam on it? You can't just lob it up there in the NFL. I can't. Well, I mean, if it's – I was thinking more of like a, a corner, like off towards like the – towards out of bounds. So you're trying to put it in the bucket. Yeah. Not just so that would be a lot. I mean, I'm going to say zero out of ten. <laughs> okay. Let me change my I answer. mean, if we're wanting to, if we want to zip it, let's get some height on it. So I'm not. I thought you it meant like the hit the garbage can. Either you way, yeah. Put it in. If you hit the garbage can, it's being caught. That's how I look at it. Yesterday was trash day. They took the trash out. It's it's empty. Garbage can. Don't threaten me with a good time. It's beautiful out there. I'll go outside. Yeah, you I will take love this it. outside. Yeah, you take this later. Let's record yeah. this podcast first. But uh, <laughs> For the real, Washington I want football to team. Do that. Yeah, we'll do it later today. Sweet. So probably about the same time this thing hits Apple, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll have a video out. I'm going to be out there lobbing the ball across the street. <laughs> Other NFL news, uh, Bradley Chubb suffers an ankle injury, and he's having ankle surgery today to remove a bone spur. Uh, you really hate to see that with Bradley Chubb. He is a guy that I, I like and I'm kind of rooting for, but it just it's always an injury, it yep. seems like. You know, if it's not him, it's Von Miller. But we can it, never get these two guys on the field at the same time, which, you know, when they're playing the Chiefs, great. Don't need them both out there. Uh, but I would like to see what would happen when you put both these guys on the field. It's just not something that we've seen much of. I feel like that kind of gets overlooked with Bradley Chubb. It's just how often he's injured. Yeah, I mean, he's still very young. Because, I mean, even last year, Von Miller, we know he was out with an injury. Not necessarily anything he control, just kind of one of those deals. But, like, even with Bradley Chubb, there's times where, okay, he's on the field, there's flashes, you love to see it, but has he been able to play an entire season since he's been in the NFL? His rookie year. That was he it. He didn't. He played 16 games. In 2020, he did. He played 14 games, but, I mean, still not, not yeah. a full season. And, you know, Von Miller was hurt that year. In 2019, I believe they both played, but Chubb only played four games. But, that, I mean, his rookie season, and even last year, when he's on the field, he's good. Yeah. Rookie season, he had 12 sacks. Last year in 14 games, he had seven and a half sacks. He's, he's very good when he's on the field. He's just got to stay there. I mean, it's just my man hates odd years. 2019, <laughs> hurt. 2021, hurt. Hopefully he comes back, and, and it's not a significant injury. But, I mean, when you're talking about removing bone spurs from an ankle, that doesn't sound good to me. No. I would like to go the rest of my life without having that happen. But it is, it's just a, a tough scene for the Broncos, who uh, we talked about them yesterday, a 2-0 team. Uh, they have, who did we say they have? The Jets 
this week, um, hey, you're probably okay. Let me look real quick. I, so I was just looking up. If you heard me type in, I apologize. But I was looking up the recovery for a bone spur surgery, and it says up to six weeks. Mm-hmm. So I wonder what that does in terms of an NFL player being too tough to sit out the extra six weeks. The Broncos do play the Jets next. Yeah. So you're probably okay if you're the Broncos without him, but you want that guy on the field, especially when you start getting into these AFC West opponents. Yeah, because next you play Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Vegas, Cleveland. Yikes. And then Washington, Dallas, Philadelphia. That's a hell of a stretch. Yeah. So it gets tough here in a second. Yeah, it does. So, and I never root for an injury or hope that a guy gets hurt. So I know that I said, like, don't need him out there against the Chiefs. I, I want to see all these guys healthy. Even Baker Mayfield. I want to see him healthy. I mean, if we're looking at the Chiefs right now, they're running into not a good stretch either. Because next they play the Chargers, and then they get Philadelphia and Buffalo. And Buffalo finally seems to have their shit figured out after a week. Is two. it in Buffalo? Um, it is not. It's in Kansas City, actually. Thank God. But I mean, Kansas City doesn't play Denver until like the last five weeks of That's the right. season. That's right. It's like they play so, them in November and December. So the reason I mention that is because the Chiefs, you know, <laughs> they just dropped a game to Baltimore. They almost dropped it to Cleveland. Now you play the Chargers next, who have shown the ability to throw the football all over the field, and yep. Mike Williams is healthy. So that just adds to those receiving weapons. For now, exactly. And then by the time you get to the end of the year, maybe Denver has all their shit figured out too. With, yep. you know, everyone being healthy and on the same page moving forward into the playoffs. It's kind of nice having the the AFC open. Is it? <laughs> like, oh. it is and it isn't. Because, obviously, we're both Chief fans. Yeah. But I do like the parody of, like, oh, man, this could be the year that somebody else wins it. Our guy, uh, our guy Duffy was talking to me last night. He's like, you know, I kind of feel like maybe the Chiefs defense just played bad on purpose. <laughs> to just... He had he had somewhat of a logical reason to it, and it was one of those deals where it sounded crazy. And after I was like, "This might the old make rope sense. a dope like Muhammad Ali, like, like hey, <laughs> uh, we're gonna play bad here because yeah, we could slow down Lamar Jackson, we could stop this and if have we it figured to. out, yeah, but we don't want to show anyone else what we're capable of on defense because we're tired of every week where someone's Super Bowl." Hmm. And I was like, you know, that sounds crazy, but it's crazy enough to make sense. Go nine and eight, squeeze into the uh, playoffs, and then be like, oh, and we're then here. shut everyone out. I Guess mean, I wouldn't necessarily want to go nine and eight. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that's no the case. I think they're just actually bad at defense. Yeah, I mean, Daniel Sorensen is currently leading the league in missed tackles. So and missed tackles. That's hey, incredible. that means he's there for a lot of them. Yep. And that's my <laughs> that's my one compliment on Daniel Sorensen. We got to live or die by. Is like this guy's gonna fly around to the football. He's going to be one of the first guys there. He's either going to make the incredible play or he's going to miss it. He's a hitter, not a tackler. Yeah. He he likes to hit people, but he's not like a wrap up and make sound tackles. Only I remember in the, only in the long, big moments. That's a, it. <laughs> a long time ago, Brian Erlacher was playing for the Chicago Bears, and somebody was talking about him. It might have been like Mike Singletary or Buckus, somebody, one of those old Bears linebackers. It was like he'll never be – up here on our level because he doesn't hit hard enough. Like he makes tackles, but he doesn't hit hard enough. I'm like, are you fucking crazy, old man? <laughs> like, what what are we talking about here? He doesn't like, hit. Hard so he enough. doesn't want to bash his brain in. You every can't even tackle. do that in the NFL anymore. Mm-mm. You, you legitimately can't, and you can't target, which is another issue that's happening in the NFL. Of so far, and I've I've been on the unpopular side of targeting of like, yeah, I get it. I get what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was wrong. It has been a little bit ridiculous in what they're doing so far. They So far, 11 flags for taunting in two weeks. <laughs> they're in not messing around. there were 11 flags thrown for taunting. They've, so they've already met the quota of 2020. Yikes. Of an entire season. 
and I get some of it. I do, and I know I said it on radio before. Like, uh, I throw a flag if a guy's getting up in somebody's face, or if it feels like there's about to be a fight or something like that. Like, I'm I'm actually fine with that. Yeah, but I think they need like a better definition of what taunting is because these officials are just out there trying to figure it out within the moment of like, oh, well, was that enough to be considered taunting? And then you have um, the Sunday night game, Chiefs-Ravens. Mm-hmm. You have Lamar Jackson do a flip into the end zone. Well, that's completely fine, though. That's completely fine. And honestly, like I'm okay with that. But you, you can do a flip into the end zone and celebrate. But Tyree Kill, and I, this isn't a Chiefs-Ravens thing, because I, I really I just I don't care. But you can flip into the end zone, but you can't throw up the peace sign. Yeah. To another dude, like I, I'm right there with you. Like the, I don't both want both of those things should be acceptable. Yes, and I don't want it to come off as like, oh, we're just Chiefs fans, so that's the, the reason. It's the example. It's like we've seen it. Like Lamar Jackson, he got the touchdown. Which I also want to say that was a false start on that play by the Ravens. There was like three of them that <laughs> false started, and they didn't it's get a flag. It's the refs' fault. Now I'm not going there. It's but, easy to win a game when you have the refs yeah, on your side. It was a freaking missed call. What the hell? Take that out. What happens? Probably fumbles next play. <laughs> Kidding, but it. It was one of those deals. Where like, okay, we saw all the the taunting calls that were made in the middle of the weekday or in the middle of the day. You know, the afternoon games, the early games on Sunday. Yes, I don't know why I'm, my brain is just like <laughs> fucked up right now. Sorry, but anywho, it was kind of one of those deals where it's like, why is that not called? And maybe it's just going to be one of those deals where it's by ref squad. Like, are they in squads? Yeah. Is that kind uh, yeah, of, it's they like, all stay together throughout the year? You know, umpires in baseball. Yeah. Like, there's a strike zone that they say it's got to be within this area. Mm-hmm. But you know different umpires have different strike zones. Yeah, that's the way that it's going to be with taunting, I think. Which sucks. Like, I actually, I hate it. Yeah. Um, it should be like a, you know, I guess you maybe put out guidelines of like, this is what we want to call with taunting. But again, like the celebration stuff. Lamar Jackson, completely wide open, running into the end zone does a flip, cartwheel, whatever you want to call it. I'm okay with that. I liked it. I thought it looked cool. And the cool. NFL was like, yep, that's fine. Honestly, watching it, I didn't even like have a, an opinion on it because I that's just something when, you see before. When I saw it, I had the reaction of like, oh, why'd you do that, man? You're going to get flagged. But And then one didn't come. Didn't. So I was just like, uh, well, okay, I don't understand the difference yeah. between these. But, things. you know, you'll have a guy throw up a peace sign, which more people do it than just Tyreek Hill. Or you'll have a DB actually make a play and back, like, break up a pass which sometimes they don't they celebrate anyway Uh but when they actually make a play and they want to celebrate a little bit man let them it's hard to be a d like that might be the hardest position in football against the receivers and playing corner trying to keep up with some of the fastest guys in the world and you have Mm -hmm. no idea where they're going i mean that corner they do for the ravens i don't remember his name off the top of my head but he's got the the red dreads at the end but that out route that he caught up that he stayed with tyreek on yeah that was impressive go nuts man because you deserve that. Like, mm-hmm. That's the fastest receiver in the league, yeah. the quickest feet, and you and completely I'm sure you ran the with them. I actually didn't. Okay, so the I think it might have been Marlon Humphreys. They like was talking about him clamping down on Tyreek, oh. and Tyreek was like, "Yeah, keep that same energy next time we meet up with you." Like, just admit, like you got beat that play. Like, yeah, you, you were not open at all. <laughs> no, not at all. But that I was will one say, hell of a if you play. start chirping on Twitter on social media. Keep that same energy, dog. Yeah. Because, hey, I, Tyreek should just be like, you guys doubled me all game. <laughs> like, I did see a lot of people replying to, with the Antonio Winfield, Antoine Winfield Jr. Oh, yeah. Deuces. Yeah. But that's another thing that, like, if I it's love okay that. for Tyreek to do it, then it's okay for Winfield to do it. Mm-hmm. 
But the NFL, man, it's just so confusing. Like every, it feels like every year they try to do something new with the rules, and it just sucks. It's like, what's fun? We're gonna suck that out of it. We're gonna, yeah. we're gonna suck that? the fun. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, uh. On to the next one. My bad. <laughs> but I do. I, it's just weird. Yeah, a couple years ago, it was like the replay stuff. The what is a catch? Now it's like what is a taunt? Yeah. And I just don't know because it makes. Zero sense. There are so many double standards. I'm I can tell you, if you're a defensive player in the NFL, this thing I know for sure, the NFL hates you. <laughs> if a receiver makes a big catch and they pop up and they're throwing their hands everywhere and they're yelling, that is okay. Yep. If a linebacker has a big sack, hits the quarterback completely legally, and then celebrates, they're going to get tossed for taunting. Like That's, that's how you sum it up. The NFL <laughs> hates defense they just need to send a message to the refs they're like hey if it's face-to-face taunting maybe that's where it's like okay that's where the lines are but if you're looking somewhere else mm-hmm. maybe that's it like i can't look you in the face. if i tackle you and i can be like yeah you little bitch i just dude, i made that play i don't know how to talk shit but <laughs> that sounded really bad i'm gonna tackle you so hard again uh, next time that didn't you. Hurt. <laughs> but it's like maybe you turn around and talk shit you're like yeah i just hit your little bitch ass but you're not looking at him, so I the wonder, ref's like, huh. Yeah. Like, how's that going to look on replay? Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you're facing the same way and you're MFing some guy, and then they throw a flag. It's like, what are you doing, NFL? And, you know, <laughs> honestly, maybe what if that's the case? What if these guys are looking off in a different direction and they're flexing, but they're yelling and calling this dude's mom every name in the book? That might be. And then that. the ref's like, oh, absolutely not. You, <laughs> you cannot say that. Like, And then the whole fan base is like, what the hell was the flag for? Just let him celebrate. It's like, well, NFL you should have so heard what he stupid. said. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you, you weren't there. It was a, had to be there. Bro, he just completely abused his mother, and she's not even here. All right? Yeah, it's totally <laughs> uncalled for. We, just, we don't do that stuff in the NFL. Maybe that is. I love a good conspiracy. That might be it. We figured it out. I also need to learn how to talk shit because that was an awful example. Hey, I don't like you at all. (laughs) Take that. Oh, you're not getting any extra yards here, bub. Good luck catching that ball again. Actually, just congratulations. That was a really good play. That was. Sticky hands. (laughs) It's like Andrew Luck when he used to get sacked. (laughs) And then one day would be me so like so much. Like, hey man, that was a really good play. Proud of you, dog. I think it probably worked for him, though. Well, I mean, he's out of the league now because he got <laughs> yeah. hit too many times. But maybe you you too know, many compliments. people did start to take it a little bit easy on him. Like, I don't really want to hit this guy. He's just so nice to me. Yep. Until you're, you know, he leads like a 24 nothing comeback and beats it by one fucking point in the playoffs. Uh-huh. Yeah. Did Screw that happen? That you been serious? Yeah. Yeah, against the Chiefs in the playoffs. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> this <laughs> guy. That. that was before I was a Chiefs fan. Yeah, Before I one, jumped on the bandwagon. Yeah, I was working at Logan's when that happened, watching that game. And Steakhouse? it was halftime. Logan Steakhouse, dog. Big old, big time server in college. Really good mm-hmm. at it. Enjoyed it. But game was on. Saw the halftime score. And I was like, Phew. they won this game. They're fine. Stop paying attention to it. Literally did not pay attention to it. Get home. See the Chiefs lost. And I was like, what the hell happened? See that play? Livid. Mm-hmm. Yep. I I was working my way through college when that game happened too, and I worked with two guys. One was a Colts fan, one was a diehard Chiefs fan. And through the beginning of the game, the Chiefs fan was just we were in a group text, just talking mad shit. Yep. And then went stone cold silent. <laughs> so even in that game, I was actually kind of rooting for the Colts. Of course you were. Because like the other dude was just being so obnoxious yep. about it, and the the Colts fan was like, "No, like it'll be a good game. Like whatever happens, happens." Until some shit got said, 
and then he just went off. And then coming back into work that next Monday, and just feeling the tension of the two guys that had been talking shit to each other. <laughs> and I'm just over there like, man, I really enjoyed that football game. I didn't care who won. Uh, how about that fumble, though? Yeah. <laughs> uh, how about this one? Aaron Rodgers um, was on the Pat McAfee show yesterday. I believe he does it every Tuesday. Is that yep. right? And he was talking about the week one storylines. And he was surprised by some of the comments in the media from media members. I did see uh, earlier today that it, he didn't mention Jermichael Finley, but it was probably some of the comments that he had said because the two used to play together. And Jermichael Finley, not afraid to criticize Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And after week one, a lot of us, myself included, uh, started to wonder if Aaron Rodgers was really in it this season, if he was going to play well, if this was going to be a bad year. And Aaron Rodgers just confused by that, kind of complaining about it. And I don't know why. Like, the Packers got their asses kicked yep. in week one. I so, mean, and Aaron Rodgers played awful. Yeah, two it, interceptions. Didn't QBR was 13. Probably one of the worst games of his career. I think it legitimately is. Like, I don't, I don't have his game log pulled up, but I would guess that's one of the worst games he's ever played. So I think it was fair criticism. And I think, Not just because it was my own criticism, but, I mean – yeah, it's I mean, fair. it definitely was, especially after everything that took place this offseason, the Jeopardy job, these rumors that were there like from the draft up until week one, uh, or training camp, I should say. I think Peyton Manny said it on Monday night uh, when he was interviewing Pat McAfee or that he was guesting on there or whatnot, mm-hmm. and he was just like, you know, I feel like maybe he was still distracted from the offseason coming into week one, maybe, you know, wasn't as invested into the playbook, or not, maybe not invested. Invested's not the right word. But, I think but like, he's so, focused. He's so rumored to that Jeopardy job. If it were any other player, not mm-hmm. just Aaron Rodgers, any other player came out and said, yep, I want the Jeopardy host job. You know, if Tom Brady did it, we would question if he was ready to retire. Yeah. You know, any like older quarterback, even with Drew Brees. Uh, last year when he started talking to NBC, it was like, okay, as soon as he's done, he's going to go to NBC. What do we do? We started questioning his buy-in for the season. Yep. So anytime you do that and you're kind of old – you're, you're going to question that. Yeah, because if you're looking past football, like you know when that season ends. You know when it could potentially be over. It's the last week in the football the football season or you know through the playoffs, and then that's week by week. But you know when that's supposed to end. Right. And then you have something else that you're looking for. Not, maybe not net looking forward to, but there's something else there. Yeah, I, just, I think it's fair criticism. I'm sorry. Like you signed up to play NFL football. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't. No one forced you to. But here's the thing: you, you answered opted into the NFL draft. You answered all those rumors and questions this past week by having a hell of a game. I'll I think you again. threw like four touchdowns. Uh, who do they? I think they have the 49ers next yes. week. Yep. Uh, and Jimmy Garoppolo also had some funny. They play comments. Sunday night. Packers get back-to-back primetime games. And they're the Packers. It's gonna happen. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo said that he might even talk to Aaron Rodgers about how to handle the uncertain future that he has. That's the wrong guy uh, to ask. Yeah, what? I'm sorry. Aaron Rodgers, the guy who we're still talking about of, like, is he bought in or not? That's who you're going to go to and What's talk Aaron Rodgers going to say? Yeah, go to a, a game show. Can and- be completely petty, just <laughs> as petty as possible. Ask for a trade. Your family, stop talking to them. <laughs> Demand Move away. a new contract, but then, like, don't sign it. And say, like, you will sign it, but you get to pick where you get Date, like, to. three girls for, like, four-plus years, mm-hmm. and then Grow date your a hair movie out. actress or actress <laughs> for three months, and then get engaged. Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe stay away from the Aaron Rodgers 
one. Yeah. Like, I get it. He's an MVP. He's going through a little bit of something himself. Maybe, like, go to Aaron Rodgers and be like, hey, what's your advice? And then do the complete opposite. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, he's not Aaron Rodgers. If Jimmy Garoppolo goes and he tries any of this, he's going to get blackballed from the league. 100%. <laughs> and that's the thing about Aaron Rodgers. He could go do whatever the hell he wants. But he can come back and still be really good at football, and everyone's going to forgive him. If you're a fan of the Packers, be like, hey, he's still our quarterback. He's still really good. We're winning football games. Don't even care. We can forget about that. Oh, I mean, at the draft, every, there were a lot of Packers fans who were like, oh, I'm already done with him. Like, yeah. He doesn't want to be here. Like, they had already mentally prepared themselves for him not playing with the Packers again. And then you get him right here in primetime on Monday night. And it's like, we love you again. We're yeah. so glad you're here. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's like a toxic relationship. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> and if you're Jimmy Garoppolo, you can't do toxic. No, you keep You'll dating get those kicked. porn stars if you want. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's here for a short time. None. Oh, he's here for a good time, not for a long time. Yep. How about that one? That's Jimmy Garoppolo and 49ers talk. All right, let's get to some college football talk here too. In segment number two, brought to you by Gunspot.com. Go visit. Um, I was going to say Mike Winkle, but you know what? You won't visit him. Just visit the website yep. <laughs> uh, where you can go and find all the cool auctions and guns and ammo that they have there. Again, you never know just like when you're going to need to uh, want that extra protection for yourself. That's what it's there for. At home, at the methed out gas station, you never know. Visit gunspot.com for all your guns and ammo needs. Yep. It's not a matter of if, it's a matter of when. Next up, this next segment is brought to you by minersandmonroe.com. They have a local store here in Pittsburgh, Kansas. You need to update your fall look. Don't worry about it. If you're not here in the area, you can go to their website at minersandmonroe.com and use code MikeDup10 for 10% off. I did it this morning. I pulled out my flannels. Did you? I did. I didn't, I didn't wear one because I was... I have a shirt that says, Happy Fall, y'all. And I've been planning to wear it today for like the last week. I know exactly where mine is. I can bring it for you to wear. Like, it might be a little big, but... I just don't know what I did with it. I'm very upset about it. I had a plan. I was going to go to that... Did you throw it away? Maybe. I'm bad about that. I feel like you did. I'm bad. I'm real I've bad I've been about questioning that. that in my mind every time you've talked about it. Like, oh, I got this shirt. And I was like, bub, you threw that away like the day we got it. I de- I've worn it multiple times. So if I did it, like it was an accident. Okay. But I, I've been known to also do that. I'm not a hoarder of clothing at all. Like every couple months, I'll go through the closet, bag it up, send it off to one of those like Goodwills. Yeah, like Salvation Army mm-hmm. right down the street. Yep. Yeah. Throw it in that big ass dumpster thing that they put <laughs> out front. I do that. It ain't trash. It's all clothes. And I hate people that like sell their clothes online. Like yeah. more power to you if you do it. I could and then never. they brag about it, like, oh, I sold like $100 worth of clothes today. Cool. <laughs> what about to. the people that, like, <laughs> yeah, that too. It's like, what about the people that can't afford that? Yeah. Like, you afforded it. Like, you were able to afford that piece of clothing. Your old ass stinky jeans. And then don't want it anymore. Yeah, just give it to somebody who needs yeah. it. And, and then you wants to wear to... your fart dusted pants. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Then you go to Miners and Monroe. Use code MikeDup10. Save 10% there. But we are going to talk a little bit of college football. Uh, obviously... Writing for the state of college football, I'm constantly uh, figuring out what's going on in college football. And yesterday, I thought it was interesting. You had two different players enter the transfer portal for two pretty good teams. Clemson running back Lynn J. Dixon, uh, he decided to transfer. So he'll be in the transfer portal. And 
it kind of sucks. I, I know a lot of people, especially Clemson fans, will, will be upset because he left early in the season. Like, yeah. we're three games in. I remember Kelly Bryant did this at Clemson as well for a lot of the same reasons. They have a stud freshman who's getting the bulk of the carries. Yeah, and Will Shipley, who was the number one rated all-purpose back by rivals. Mm-hmm. So, not a bad guy to kind of take the spot moving forward. Yeah. It's just now where could Lynn J. Dixon go? Yeah. And it's going to take a year. He, he won't be able to transfer anywhere. But also with NCAA rules, like, it's it's so hard to tell how eligible these guys are going to be. Yeah, like how many years of eligibility does he have, right, mm-hmm. because of last year? With I was looking at – I don't remember who it was, but I was looking at some player who had had like a pretty good week the last week. And I pulled up his ESPN stats, and he was listed as a freshman. Like, oh, damn, I did not realize this dude was a freshman. I think it was the tight end for BYU. Uh, he was listed as a freshman. I go look, and this is his third year on campus, and he is a freshman. He got there in 2019, played the four games, mm-hmm. and then sat out. So that was technically a redshirt year. Played in 2020. That year didn't count. So he comes back for his third year, but is actually a freshman. So it's so fucked up what's going to happen with the NFL draft. So is he like a 21 or 22-year-old freshman then? Technically. Wow. Yep. Now, he is probably going to be a guy who's an NFL prospect. So even like this is his third year on campus. He's three years removed from high school. He could go to the NFL draft after this season if he wanted to. Or he could come back and play three more years of college football, totaling six years. Yeah. It's. I mean, it's going to be very hard to determine how long these dudes get to play. That's ridiculous. I, I, buddies with guys at the Shrine Bowl and the Senior Bowl, mm-hmm. good luck figuring out if these dudes are going out. Like, <laughs> I, I think we're to the point where these upperclassmen, like, even if you're listed as a senior, you're probably going to have to declare for the draft. Yeah. Because a lot of those guys don't. It's just assumed, like, I'm a senior. I'm going to start preparing for the NFL draft. Yeah. I think this season and maybe even next season, you have to look at some of those guys and be like, hey, technically – you have another year of eligibility. Do you want to take it or not? I used to uh, um, know a guy who played at Pitt State, my alma mater, and he was really good. And he played, when he got there, he was a track guy. Mm -hmm. He was on a track scholarship, so he ran track for a year. And then the football coach convinced him to play football, and he was amazing, like All-American. Played football for three years, did the, like, senior stuff, and he thought he was done. And then, like, two weeks later, after he thought he was done playing football, the coach came back to him and was like, hey, they're actually going to give you another year of eligibility if you want it. That's what it's going to happen with the NCAA. It's like, did we he just, take it? He did. <laughs> <laughs> and we just don't know if these guys are, are going to be draft eligible, when they're going to transfer, what happens with that. And, and, you know, another guy that's transferring is Utah quarterback, Charlie Brewer. He was at Baylor mm-hmm. for a while, entered the transfer portal, went to Utah, didn't play very well, so now he's played three games this season. He's had three touchdowns and three interceptions in those three games. Mm-hmm. And this past weekend, when Cam Rising came in, he almost led them to the comeback. I believe right. it was San Diego State. And so now they've named him the starter. So yeah. Charlie Brewer going to transfer. He's leaving the team as well. But this year won't count for him because he didn't play four games. So it's a redshirt season. So, that man, that's so weird then. So how do they – if you – excuse me. How do schools look at him in terms of transferring then? Because, like, okay, hey, you came from Baylor. You put up good numbers there. Mm-hmm. Come to Utah, you put up very poor numbers. You're, I think two and, or one and two as a starter. Mm-hmm. Like, He'll what have does to that go mean? to a lower-level school now. 
Like I feel like Baylor to Utah is a little bit of a sideways move. It's not up or down. Yeah. But I, I think now that he's only going to get interest from SMU. smaller schools. Yeah, I mean, they take every transfer <laughs> yeah. that there is. But it works out for them. Yeah. I mean, Shane Bouchelle yep. uh, was at SMU. He was another guy. Garrett Gilbert is another one. Uh-huh. But, uh, I mean, guys even with Shane Texas. Bouchelle, like, he was kind of ahead of the curve because he was at Texas for two years. Um, Sam Ellinger comes in, wins that starting job. So, technically, Shane Bouchelle's junior year, he only played three or four games, took a red shirt, and then transferred to SMU with two more years of eligibility. Yeah. It's... I like it, but it's very hard to keep track of. It, it very much is. We need something that just tells us all about it. Like yeah. the transfer portal that's available to the public. Well, that, that gives us all the information. I would like that very, very much. Is there an app that they use? Uh, it's a website that you have to have. It's like password protected. Gotcha. And um, some people do have the uh, password. Or like they're using somebody else's login. Like me and Netflix. Oh, snap. And so they'll just log in and be able to see who enters and that, you know, like the, the big time college football writers. Yeah. Not myself. (laughs) (laughs) They have a login or maybe the NCA is just like, yeah, just stop bothering us. Here's a login. (laughs) Uh, They, they can get in there and look, or, you know, there's just so many random dudes that have the login and they'll just like, look, they'll go in there randomly and be like, Oh my God, this player's name is in there. That's how you find out about. I would like to see if if it's a nice updated website, if it's one of those old shitty ones. If it's run by the NCAA, I'm gonna guess it's pretty bad. Yeah, pretty basic. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It probably looks like that. uh, I'm not gonna out somebody. I have not (laughs) named somebody's really bad website. I'm not going to. I'll tell you about it later though. But uh, Utah (laughs) going to start Cam Rising. Uh, I don't know if you remember this big country. He was at Texas Mm -hmm. for a while, and him and Casey Thompson came in in the same class. And both of them decided to transfer. But Texas was able to talk Casey Thompson into coming back. Thank God. (laughs) Uh, But Cam Rising going to get his opportunity to start now. I mean, that's the entire reason why he transferred to Utah is he didn't see a direct path for him getting on the field very soon. And now here he is getting his opportunity to start. I I remember liking him, an athletic guy, kind of undersized, but um, that's most quarterbacks. Anymore. I believe he came in in the third quarter of that game this past weekend and almost led them to the comeback. I think they lost by only two points. But, like, that's pretty good. <laughs> Charlie Brewer saw him and was like, yeah, I'm gone. Yeah, but I see what's happening But here. with Cam Rising, I, I read an article <laughs> before. like me we when had, I got divorced. <laughs> yeah. With, uh, <laughs> God damn it. With Cam Rising, I read an article before we came on, and it, uh, one of his teammates were like, you know, usually when you, a player gets benched and they're a high-energy type of player, they get quiet. And, they're, they're you know, they're not very – they're not as hype on the sideline. They're not really hyping anyone up until they get their turn to start again. And he said with Cam Rising – he was one of those players that's hyped up all the time and always hyping up other guys. So he was doing that even when he was named the backup and didn't win the starting job. And now that he's got the job, he's still the same person. And the players and teammates are like, hey, we actually really appreciate this. I think it's going to be nice for Utah moving forward because they were expected position, to have a good year. And right, they're one and right. two right now. The quarterback position so unique in football because you do have that one guy who's like, if I'm not the starter, they pretty much like, think that it's just shut down him, yeah you know uh but like if you're a running back and you get named the week one starter it's like that's cool but like you can be the starter this other dude might get more carries still. yeah or the number one receiver or the middle linebacker whoever it is like the quarterback position is the only position like it in football yeah I, maybe in all sports whereas like you lose it by your player injury mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Because even like a starting pitcher, like that doesn't really happen. Yeah. Your starting shortstop, not even really happening there because other guys will just come in and get the day. But I mean, basketball definitely doesn't happen. You can be the starting point guard and still see limited minutes versus the backup. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, quarterback, it's so unique. And another unique situation is at South Carolina where they had some injuries go on and they took one of their grad assistant coaches and looked at him. This is another thing where eligibility is just confusing as fuck. They said, <laughs> hey, bud, you actually have another year of eligibility and we're running low on quarterbacks. Why don't you come play three games for us? He did. He played okay. Last Saturday, got his hand stepped on <laughs> and injured. So bad. Ow, that would be bad. I'm and assuming his throwing hand. I would assume so, too. Yeah. I didn't actually look. But now uh, they're going to roll with Luke. I think his last name is Dottie. Uh, he was the guy who was supposed to be the starter for South Carolina. Then yep. he had a little bit of an injury himself. Hurt his foot in practice a couple months before the season started. Yep. Now he is healthy, so he's going to take back over as the quarterback. And Zeb Nolan, uh, I guess he's going to stay playing. He, I saw a, a quote that he's going to be ready to go if he's needed. So he, I guess he's still the backup quarterback. I don't know if this dude has like. So how does, does he have that? an office? <laughs> I guess probably not a big one because he was a grad assistant. Mm-hmm. Does he get a little closet? Does he have a desk? Oh, if you're a grad assistant, you get a room with the other grad assistants. You yeah. just get your own little desk. Yeah. That. Does, does he still have it? Does he have a nameplate? <laughs> like, hey guys, I'm gonna be able to make it. I gotta go practice because yeah. you know I'm actually on the team playing. Yeah. Unlike you guys. Well, that's that's got to be one of the most unique situations that I've ever heard of in college football. 100%. And so he has the other year of eligibility. If he only plays three years, is this considered a redshirt well, year? Yeah, three games if he plays. That's what, yeah, that's yeah. what I meant, three games. So if he doesn't play again for the rest of the season. He could possibly go play somewhere else next year. A redshirt year, he could go somewhere else. How many redshirt years are you allowed? You're only allowed one. You're allowed one redshirt year, but you can also be medically redshirted. God. Which I don't know if they still throw that one out there as much anymore. But it used to be if you played a couple games and then got hurt, the NCAA would give you a medical redshirt. So if you played three or four games, tore your ACL, but you had already redshirted before, they'd be like, no, you're good. Yeah, You can keep playing. Like We won't count that year against you. I don't know if they still do that, but, I mean, 2020 didn't count, so <laughs> – Damn, bro. It's just messed up. It's all messed up. Another quarterback that got hurt on Saturday was Keaton Slovis of USC, and it looks like he's going to take over that starting job once again. You mentioned you only lose your starting job because of injury, or you don't lose it because of injury, but maybe just poor play. But when the backup quarterback comes in and throws for 391 yards and four touchdowns, Mm -hmm. I think you got to wonder. And Keaton Slovis came into the year as like a draft prospect. Yeah. I wasn't the biggest fan of him. I don't think he has a big enough arm for the NFL. Uh, but this Jackson Dart kid, who's a fairly highly recruited player, when he comes Out in and Utah, plays the way that I he did, I, I think it's you know worth questioning. Hey, maybe we should, especially when there's a new coach in town. Yeah. Like the other guy got fired. Like maybe it's time to just be like, well, let's see what we have with this other dude. So with Slovis, uh, what year is he? Is he a senior or junior? He's a junior. So that's where the draft prospect comes in then. So mm-hmm. – I mean, it really did look like this Jackson Dart kid was going to take the job because I was able to watch this game on Saturday, or parts of it, I should say. Mm-hmm. And the uh, the eye paint that he has over the one <laughs> over eye. Over the one eye. Dude, that, that is, is unique. fucking dope. <laughs> like, that is the coolest thing I've ever seen in football. You don't especially see a lot a quarterback. of quarterbacks go with the eye paint. When I saw it, I was like, that is awesome. Uh, when I first saw it, I thought it was his whole face, which was also kind of cool. Yeah. But then I, I did get to look at his full face and like, oh, you just went, you went half. You went one eye. Dude. Awesome. And you're going to be cool. like, 
a Trojan. <laughs> that is, oh my god, that is the coolest thing. I can't believe no one's done it before, or if they have, I've never seen it. I don't think I have. But either. like a court, like that's your quarterback who's mm-hmm. a freshman coming out here with this eye paint, not even expecting to play. So this dude's just mad, chilling on the sideline with this <laughs> yeah. his face paint, anyways. Mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden gets called in the game. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and dice you guys up mm-hmm. for four tutties and almost 400 yards. Dude is going to slay at USC. Oh, I. There, he's not even in class right now. On dog. and off the field. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> that name, image, likeness money should start rolling in from. And a your guy. last name's Dart. That yeah. is the perfect fucking mm-hmm. name for a quarterback. Yeah, that's like being uh, Colt McCoy at Texas. Yeah, You're Jackson Dart. He Ugh. sounds like a comic book character. I'm wet. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. Uh, but I, I'm excited to see what happens with that one. And even it's a little bit of a quarterback controversy because I do think that with. Keaton Slovis, like, what's going to happen if he comes in and throws a couple interceptions? Yeah, and now I also wonder if uh, Urban Meyer's looking at this like, so uh, what's that freshman doing? Oh, they got a guy over there, uh, huh? Dart? Mm. <laughs> yeah, he got a couple years of eligibility. Dart Lawrence? <laughs> He's making phone calls like, hey, maybe don't play that kid anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah. Let, let's keep that red shirt option open for my dude, you know, just in case. Yeah. Who do you think gets that job? Well, you know, there's been rumors of Deion Sanders. Right. I know the rumors are there, but guys. I just I can't see that. He happening. doesn't seem to be doing that bad. Where's he at? Jackson State? Yeah. And he did come out and say that like he's happy where he's at and he gets to coach his sons. He's focused on winning there, which is usually coach speak for like yeah, I'll look at it. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm I'm interested. Like my sons are still my sons. I I'll actually I think I believe him. I do too, honestly. Like, I think if he were actually interested in the Florida State job, which is another one that he's been tied to, because uh, he went there. And the USC job. I think if he were actually interested, he would probably just tell us. And by, you know, I'm really focused on this season at Jackson State. want to be successful here. But, yes, returning to Florida State is something I'm interested in. And doing. they're sitting at 3-0 and right now. How about 0-3? No, 2-1. Who, Jackson State? Yeah. Yeah, Florida State, not good. Did I say Florida State? I <laughs> no, I thought you were talking okay. about Florida State. Yeah. Who? Jackson State's 2-1. and now, they're not scoring a lot offensively, except their one game against Tennessee State on the September 11th when they went, they scored 38-16. Mm-hmm. This last week, they lost 12-7. to Yeah. And I don't, I don't think that he is a good football coach, but he might be a good enough recruiter that you can surround him with guys who yep. actually know football. And I, obviously, he's a Hall of Famer. He knows football, but I don't know that he knows X's and O's. But he can recruit like he's already pulled some guys that probably should have went d1 to jackson state yeah so we'll see what happens with that one could that carry over to the next level from jackson state to like an fcs or an fbs school probably is jackson state an SES? um i don't know i don't either to be honest i feel bad not knowing that but same but i just don't really pay attention to what he's doing like even when he got the job it was kind of like a uh does he really deserve it? Yeah, they're in NCAA Division One football, so FCS. Yep. Yeah, but I <laughs> Division One, no shit, bub. They're D one. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll see what happens. I don't know that he would take either of those jobs. I don't think that he deserves either one of them. No, like, I mean, especially you not right be now. A little bit more successful at Jackson State. Like, if he weren't a Hall of Famer, we wouldn't even be talking. I about mean, your it. offense has to have more than just one game of scoring seven points because their first game they only scored seven. They won seven to six. Yeah, you're so. gonna need a little more it, production in the win loss column. Too. Yeah. Like, I know you said they're two and one. Yeah, let's go like nine and one and ten and one. That's a big jump, even. That's a huge jump. Yeah, from Jackson State to. 
two of the best jobs in the country. Yep. Well, I don't know about Florida State, but. Used to be. Used to be. It's not anymore. It's crazy how fast they just went downhill. It really is. I And, you know, Jimbo Fisher, who's moved on, went to Texas A&M. Uh, I think that a lot of the blame should go on his shoulders. For <laughs> That program was in terrible shape, and then he was just like, nah, I'm out. So he just I'm gave up on it. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it was. It, like the, the culture of it, too, was very bad. A lot of those players could kind of do whatever they want. Obviously, Jameis Winston was there when Jimbo was, and it, it still it kind of carried over. Yeah. And, you know, if you've, lo- if you've watched Last Chance U ever, you realize a lot of those kids that are on there and they're kind of knuckleheads, they were committed to Florida State. Yup. <laughs> and then got, like, kicked out for really bad reasons. It's hard to get kicked out of a school. You got to do some other shit yeah. before you get kicked out there, too. Uh, another name to watch in these head coach hirings is Lane Kiffin. But Lane Kiffin a little bit in the news, too, because people looked at his Instagram account. And I actually love this. Yeah. He follows one person on Instagram, and that's Arch Manning. Talk about, like, putting your nuts on the table. Like, yeah. all the chips pushed <laughs> to the middle. I want Arch Manning. I like it. I it's a bold too. move because you might piss off some other recruits. But also, if you get Arch Manning, he pretty much – I think he recruits himself. The thing that worries me here with Lane Kiffin is that he's going to do well with Corral at Mississippi State – or at Ole Miss, excuse me – and then he's just going to go to USC and Arch Manning's like, well, I'm just going to follow Lane there because Jackson <laughs> right. Dart will be moving on from at that point. And then you just throw in Arch Manning and USC is back. And we're looking at Texas like, what the fuck's going on? I think you always have to wonder about that with Lane Kiffin. Like even at FAU, he was like, no, I'm happy here, which is typical coach <laughs> yeah. speak of like, nope, really like what we're building here. Psych going to the SEC. And I'm not saying I blame him. I definitely would have left FAU to go to Ole Miss. Yeah, I don't feel like he's doing that bad. I mean, Matt Corral. He's the Heisman favorite now. I don't yeah. know if we talked about that one yesterday or not, but um, I do like that strategy of going all in and being like, I'm going to follow one person. If for an Arch Manning type, I think you do that. I wonder if Lane Kiffin did it to where it would get like recognized so Arch could find out if maybe Arch didn't already know. Oh, I'm sure he's know. telling him. Or if it was like, God dang it, guys. Like no. I had something <laughs> figured out here. This was funny just between us, and now you're publicizing it to the whole Yeah, world. maybe. Yeah, Arch definitely knew. Yeah, like, if you're doing that move and you're not telling him, you're stupid. Yeah. But maybe not wanting it to be, like, released to the public. Be like, shit, I've got, like, four other five stars. Do you think he just I'm calls him and he's like, hey, Arch, how's your day, man? It's going good. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and check out how many Instagram followers I got. Yeah. You see how many I'm following? Just just wanted to prove to you it's you're the you, top bud. dog. I'm All invested in you. On you. Yep. Uh, I'm going to start doing that. You're the only guy With I'm looking people at. people I'm interested in. Like, you're the only person I follow on Instagram. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna pay attention. To your <laughs> you're Instagram. gonna have to like look at it daily now. <laughs> yeah. I don't follow that many people anyway. That would be hilarious. Oh, Taylor Swift, zero. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Or there's that, that God money. account on Twitter who has like millions of followers and follows one person, and that person's Justin Bieber. Still cracks me up every time I come across the page. All right, let's get to segment number three of the day, where we're going to go over your. Um, power rankings of yep. the NFL segment number three brought to you by Club 609 right here in Joplin, Missouri. Uh, a must-stop place if you're traveling through. Hit their happy hour all September from 2 p.m. until 8 p.m. featuring their two-for-one drink specials and $2 draft pours at the great Club 609. Absolutely. And next up, Downtown Lube. Be sure to visit them for all your tire and lube needs. But they are so much more than that, so be sure to visit their website at downtownloop.com for their full list of services. Mark Edder and the guys pride themselves on getting you in and out the same business day. 
Yeah, I, I mentioned we're going to look at your power rankings. You put them out on Twitter and Instagram yep. and Tick, Facebook. TikTok. TikTok. Is it on your LinkedIn? Uh, it's not. Is That's that the fifth form of social media? So you got Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. TikTok. TikTok. Maybe. LinkedIn. Like if you had to power rank social media, who comes in at five? Because like those are the top four regardless of how mm-hmm. you think of them. Is Reddit a form of social media? That's I more get, like a message board. I feel like people would choose Reddit. I honestly probably should put them on Reddit. Yeah. Honestly. Probably so. Yeah. I just don't know how. There's to that one that's uh, Ranker. I don't think that's social media either, but I visit their stuff a lot. I have no idea what that is. They will is. just put up random lists where you can vote on it. Huh. And it just updates as people vote. It's called Ranker. Mm-hmm. There, um... That'd be a great spot for this to go, though. You can vote on the best Texas quarterback of all time. And I think it was Sims and Lefko who got on there and, like, we need to get our boy up <laughs> higher. And it worked. Damn. It moved Chris Sims up the list of all-time <laughs> Texas quarterbacks because people were jumping on there and voting for him. Huh. Yeah. That's actually pretty cool. It is. It's a, just a stupid little website. Yeah. But you can find anything. Like, uh, when we were doing radio, we were doing our um, – was our March Madness bracket, which was yeah. foods. It's like all of the entries came from that. That's how I seeded really? the rankings was from Ranker. I've quietly been wondering how you still did that. Because yeah. the, the engagement that we got on a food bracket was nuts. Well, 64 different teams. <laughs> yeah. And we're just dumb with it. But let's get into your power rankings. Uh, you want to start at the top of your power rankings? Top as in 32 or top as in one? Top as in one. As Best in uno. Team. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, I don't know who's going to stop them with the way they're playing right now. Gronk looks super young. I mean, Mike Evans is splashing. Chris Godwin is just tearing it up. And then Antonio Brown's still there as well. And the running game, like, it hasn't been awful. But Tom Brady, I mean, he's just throwing the ball all over the field with absolute ease. And I don't know who's going to be slowing down Tampa Bay this year or literally anytime soon. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at their schedule, and I heard some dudes talking about it yesterday of if they can get past – the Los Angeles Rams. They have the Rams coming up uh, this Sunday. If they can get past the Rams, they might go undefeated. Seriously. Which is a crazy thing. Like, it's only happened one time. The Patriots technically went undefeated in the season. But after the Rams, you get the Patriots, Dolphins, Eagles, Bears, Saints, Washington football team, yep, Giants, Colts. It's really bad. They don't play another good team until week 14, where they play Buffalo. Yep. And then they end the season with the Saints, Panthers, Jets, Panthers. The, the teams that would worry me out of the rest of the schedule, including the Rams, are going to be the two games against New Orleans because the Saints... Because who knows? <laughs> exactly. Just smacked them last year, both times they played. And in Carolina, I know we're only two weeks into the season, but that defense looks good. And, and so does Sam Darnold. It's so weird the way they did the schedule this year because they play the Panthers, the Buccaneers at Panthers week 16, and then Tampa Bay hosts the Panthers week 18. Yeah. Look, it's similar. Like I, the Chiefs schedule, I know that one. They don't play, who is it, the Broncos until like super yeah, late. Yeah, they play Denver week 13, and then they play them in week 18 as well. Yeah, it's weird. But I, I actually agree with you. Uh, I think until somebody proves they can compete with Tampa Bay, they've got to stay number one. Yeah, I mean, the Chiefs' last five games of the year, three of those are division matchups. They go Denver, Vegas, Chargers, Pittsburgh, Cincinnati, Denver. It's like, golly. 
Thanks, I don't schedule like makers. <laughs> yeah. How about that number two team on your list, though? Number two. All right, going back to it. I moved the Rams up a spot here. Kansas City, I had it two. They lost this past weekend. The Rams, I know it was a close game against the Colts, and I know the Chiefs lost, but I'm also looking as like, hey, what's the potential of this team moving forward through the rest of the year? And I think that's something that maybe got overlooked when I initially put this out. I should have also noticed or mentioned it in the old TikTok that I did. So be sure to go check that out if you haven't yet. Let's bump those views up, please and thank you. So I think you're going to have to – you know you have to do to get more views. What? you got to show more skin. That's a lot of Sex hair. Sells. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just know you. Just know you hold asked up, for hold this. Up. Next time you do a TikTok video, start taking clothes off, or just go shirt off. Like you don't have to show. Bert Kreischer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Views would be through the roof. They fucking would. All right, boys. Here's the number one team. There was a naked bald man on my TikTok. <laughs> You know, people would be duetting it, like what you think he's watching on TikTok versus what he's actually watching <laughs> on TikTok. I don't know. Uh, I'm just saying, maybe. It might be something. It's a lot of chest hair, though, dog. Find out next Monday. Wink, wink. <laughs> All, All right. right, number three team. Number three is the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, I know they lost to the Baltimore Ravens, and I'm not taking anything away from the Ravens, but I also feel like this was maybe their Super Bowl because they know how beat up they are and how tough the rest of their schedule is going to be. Um, it's going to be a long year for them, and I don't know how long uh, Lamar Jackson can sustain this type of pressure in carrying the team like he did the past couple weeks. Yep. Uh, we'll find out. Team number four? Seattle Seahawks, and they are looking unstoppable right now. And I say that after they come off a loss to the Titans. I get that. But, like, offensively, damn, they can score. And you love to see it with Russell Wilson. And, again, I know that whole second half against the Titans was just a shit show, and they ended up losing the football game. But this is still one of these teams moving forward where I don't know who's going to slow down that offense once they get everything clicking. It might just be themselves. Yeah, on, and it usually <laughs> has been. Yeah, it usually is that way. Next up to Buffalo Bills at five. Hey, they smacked the Miami Dolphins, thirty-five to nothing. Josh Allen looked good. Um, Stephon Diggs looked good as he had a receiving touchdown as well. And the defense just completely shut out that Miami Dolphins offense. Not that it's anything spectacular, but the Buffalo Bills are back on track. Yeah, it looks like it. I mean, early on in the season, it's hard to tell, but yep. they're still a team that I fear in the AFC. Yeah. And maybe they got a little too cocky and overlooked the Steelers, and Mike Tomlin had a really good game plan for them. So they're right there at number five. Uh, a couple more teams that you have. Ravens coming at six, Packers coming at seven, Browns at eight, and you have the Cowboys at number nine, and they move up quite a bit in your rankings. Yeah, I had the Cowboys and the Cardinals jump up equal, I think three spots. Um, and I with the Cowboys, I just like the fact that they were able to show that, yeah, we can put together a complete game. Our defense can get turnovers, and we can capitalize of it, capitalize off of it on the offensive side of the ball, which I thought was nice. And the Arizona Cardinals, I mean, that offense is just firing on all cylinders right now. My only thing with them is how long can they keep that going? To go back to Baltimore, I know they just beat the Chiefs, and I have a buddy who's a Ravens fan who straight-up questioned that. was like, how in the world are you going to have the Ravens at 6 and then the Browns at 8 after the Ravens just beat the Chiefs and the Chiefs barely beat the Browns and the Browns are 2-0 and even though they played a close game against the Texans? Let me go ahead and answer that. I already did with the Baltimore Ravens. I know they just beat the Chiefs. They're still dealing with a lot of injuries, and they're just piling on right now. And they did get beat by the Raiders. Exactly. And I'm not wanting to take anything away from the Raiders right now because I like it, what's going on. You we're also up a lot, too. We're also in week two. So, like, 
uh, other Raiders fans have said this themselves on social media. It's like, we've been here before, mm-hmm. where there's a nice, strong start, and then it just goes straight down. Like, you find the edge of the cliff, and you weren't paying attention, and you dropped straight down. How pissed do you think Raiders and Chiefs fans would be if they knew they were agreeing with each other? Oh, yeah. <laughs> because I, I feel like they are. Like, some Raiders fans are like, nope, not buying into this hype yet. And Chief yeah. fans are like, oh, I've seen this before. <laughs> Whereas other Chief fans are like, oh, my gosh, can you believe what the Raiders are doing? Yeah. And Raiders fans are like, can you believe what we're doing? <laughs> this is insane. <laughs> They're the same even though they're different. And you had the Raiders going up four spots Yep. this week. Yep, up to 11. They're just they're outside looking in right there on the top 10. If they can pick up another win this weekend. They might just squeeze in there, but the, these other top ten teams are going to have to lose one of these games, and that might just happen. So yeah. we'll see. But like again, I do like what the Raiders are doing. They play Miami this week. It shouldn't be an issue on picking up another win. It's just you're going to need, you know, either the Browns or the Cowboys or the Cardinals to lose a game this next week. Yeah, and you dropped the Saints. Were a big mover this week. You <laughs> dropped them all the way down to sixteen. They went from eight to sixteen. And a lot of that was just because the Carolina Panthers looked good. I'm impressed with them. The Chargers looked good. The Steelers, I know they just lost to the Raiders. That was a close game. Um, But picking up a big one against Buffalo was nice. And in San Francisco, I have them sitting at 12. Kind of looking back, I feel a little questionable on it just because I don't know how much I believe in them. Right now, they're another one of those teams where it's like, you started the season off very, Mm -hmm. very easily. And the Saints... Hey, you opened up against Packers, you looked great. You come this week against Panthers, and it's like you just shit your pants. So, hey, not a good look. We don't know who Jameis is. That's my question mark with this team is what Jameis are we going to get week in and week out. It could be the really, really bad one. Exactly. (laughs) And until we know that, I just have a feeling they're going to be floating right here between like 11 and 19 just all year. Yeah. I I feel the same. I think another team you have at 17 are the Titans, who are another team who are like, I don't know. Are you really good? Are you going to be a playoff team? Yeah. Or are you, you the got, team we saw in week one? Exactly. You got smacked by the Arizona Cardinals, and then you come back with a huge second-half performance from Derrick Henry on 35 carries and 183 yards and win the football game. So like, which mm-hmm. version of the Titans are we going to get? Was week one just kind of a fluke with the new head coach and or not, excuse me, not a new head coach, new offensive coordinator and kind of having everything rolling and figured out? We don't know. So that's kind of why they're sitting here, too, in the middle floating where – they could be really good, or they're just going to be that week-to-week team where they win one, lose one, win a couple, lose one, because that's been the Titans' M.O. for years. I mean, even the year that they beat Kansas City in the playoffs where uh, Marcus Mariota caught his, own t- caught his own pass and scored a touchdown. That year when I did a preview for it, I had picked up the trend where they would win a game, lose a game, win two games, lose a game. And it was that way all the way through the season. They went in at 9-7. and seven. Those kindergarten patterns and right, but Seriously, off. and right before the playoffs, they had lost a game. So coming in to play Kansas City, I was like, son of a bitch. This has been their trend all year. And sure enough, they won, and then the next week they lost. And I was like, golly, like, speaks the truth. I mean, patterns are there for a reason, and <laughs> well, I didn't Well, you know, a lot of it. people use that stuff like that in betting. Yeah. And they'll look at trends, and sometimes it pays off for them. Yeah. I, maybe I should look at more trends because I've, I've had some bad weeks, but I also like to take each, like each team, it's almost week by week. Like when you look at the trends and I know that like some people would be like, well, the Titans have done this on the road. They're not going to be good. Yada, yada, yada. So I'm not betting them this week. And I'm like, bro, they play the Jaguars. Like quit doing math and just look (laughs) at the football and say they're going to beat the Jaguars. Yeah. But sometimes it hits. Sometimes Mm -hmm. It misses, too. Uh, why don't you give me your bottom five? The bottom five. Whew, this is tough. Uh, 
Detroit Lions, Houston Texans, Atlanta Falcons, New York Giants, the New York Jets, and the Jacksonville Jaguars. I know that was a bottom six. But I start with the Lions there because they might be better than we think, um, or they could just be exactly who they have been, where it's like maybe there's a little bit of promise and hope, and they just can't get anything figured out. They can't figure out if they want to keep passing the ball, if they want to try and get the run game going, and then they suck. We don't know. The Lions, though, I think they have a big matchup here this next week where there's a possibility they might be involved. It's against the Baltimore Ravens. That's right. That's going to be a true testament to who either of these teams are. You know, do the Ravens overlook the Lions, or do the Lions come in and go, hey, we were winning this football game at halftime against the Green Bay Packers and then just got absolutely smacked in the second half by Aaron Rodgers and some of his incredible throws. That we don't know, so I'm excited for that matchup this next week. But the Texans, Davis Mills is your starting quarterback moving forward. Davis. Yeah, I saw you capitalize the S mm-hmm. in the name. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Uh We'll see what he looks like getting to be the full uh, full-time starter here in this game. The Atlanta Falcons, you're really just lucky, and I said this on my TikTok. You're lucky that the Giants and the Jets are in just so much worse situations than you mm-hmm. are in terms of roster, because you have to be. And I know you mentioned this Mel, uh, in one of the earlier episodes this week or maybe last week, where the Falcons are looking at this draft and going, "Did we mess up by not taking a quarterback?" Yeah, we'll definitely see. And I mean, it looks like there are six really bad teams in football. Yeah. Like that you mentioned, your bottom six there. I, I agree that those six teams are – they're in the running for the first overall pick. And Jacksonville might get it again. <laughs> <laughs> they might. It looks so bad there. I kind of feel bad for Jaguars fans and Urban Meyer too. I know somebody tweeted or left a review of like my Urban Meyer hate. I don't actually hate Urban Meyer. I love his system. In college. It's like you just said a little bit ago. You're picking up on the mm-hmm. trends. We like When things aren't going well, he leaves. There's yeah. an illness. And, you know, they're already releasing, like, putting out tweets and statements of, like, hey, stick with us. We're going to get better. It's like, man, it's, we're two weeks in. Like, <laughs> yeah. Nobody's abandoned ship yet. Like, you hang tight. <laughs> yeah. You're there. We're You're good. the guy we're worried about. We're used to this. <laughs> we know how to start a season 0-2 and, and have everybody shitting on us. You're the one we're worried about, Urban. Yep. But I, I don't actually hate Urban. I do think he's kind of a scummy guy. I just don't think that he's made out to coach in the NFL. I don't hate Urban. I just think he's scummy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like Your reputation no, yeah. tells me you are. Yeah. But I, I don't hate him. I don't have anything against him. I do think that he will eventually end up back in college football. I Where, agree. I mean, wherever he ends up going, he's probably going to turn around that program in like three years. Do you think he stays here with Jacksonville though for the whole year? I think he does this year. Surely, because I mean, you don't I, I have think that he's probably got of, two years, year and a half, two years. And you don't want that reputation on your name, yeah. Yeah, he might not even care. The guy I do feel bad though is Zach Wilson with the Jets because, like, mm-hmm. I feel like there is some promise. And this dude's throwing a football 60 miles an hour, whether his own teammate catches yeah. it or it hits a, a fan in the head in the stands. I don't know. But it's like there's some exciting plays. Left tackle goes down at the injury. Mm-hmm. Nothing else looks good. And your I playmakers... saw a TikTok of uh, – it was a kid. I actually, I saw the same thing. And he was breaking down the film, and he was like, typical Jets here. Like, look what's going on. It's like this guy's coming right up the middle free. No one's yep. touching him. This guy doesn't know what's going on. These two guys are looking at each other. <laughs> These two are blocking one another. It's like this is typical Jets. Like, of course this is going to be an interception. Yeah. And I – Kudos to that kid. And I hope it's it was a child and not just like a grown man with a child voice. He sounded 13. He did. He has not hit puberty yet. <laughs> that voice is, he's not even squeaking. 
No. <laughs> but I did see the same video and thought that was hilarious because he ended up like, and Corey Davis has no hops. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, all right. That's your power rankings. You can find those on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and maybe coming soon to Reddit and LinkedIn. Or Ranker now. Or Ranker. All <laughs> over the place. Uh, you can find them. Uh, TikTok's your like primary. TikTok's kind of fun. For, the, for the power rankings, right? I was able to, uh, I didn't have to clip, I didn't have to end the clip. I did one shot and I was able to move my image thing across the screen. I was like, oh. Well, I'll I check got, that out. I think I got you figured out. Don't lie to me. <laughs> Don't lie to me three times now. Hey, next week, a little more skin. I mean, the video's not going anywhere. A little more skin in the game. All right. Uh, you can find it on TikTok. What is it? At Austin C. Ham. C. Ham. Yep. Or Austin Cham. That's it. That's the way it looks yep. on TikTok. All right. That's it for us today. We thank you for joining us once again on a Wednesday. And as always, don't forget about our wonderful Manscaped sponsor. Use Mike Up 20. Maybe put a little fancy leaf. Maybe um, put a little pumpkin spice latte. Time for that fall How cleanup, that? though. Ladies are crazy about that one. The what? Pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> they got pumpkin. If they scent? can do that crazy shit on a coffee, that's what I was gonna say. Then don't doubt me that I can't do it with you a man. You get that trimmer. latte swiggle right there with the milk. Let me see what the trimmers do, boy. <gasps> you could just do it as a coffee cup, <laughs> and then you gotta work to get that cream. <laughs>